0: And I just thank God because it was through her support of this ministry that she helped to find healing and reconciliation and forgiveness.
1: Hi, I'm Abigail Archery, and this is Unshakable Stories, Unshakable Truths, where we talk to people about their faith and how it guided them through the best and worst of times, their missions and ministries that were perpetually born out of crisis and how God is using them today to make an unshakable difference. Erin Menke Assam is the Director of Partner Development at Beecher Village. She has a vast experience in missions, training and research. Erin is a Literacy Master Trainer and has played a key role in the planning and implementing of international literacy programs. And she's here today to talk all things that relate to the most important part of our Christian existence, evangelism, sharing the gospel with the world and the ways in which ministry and ministries can really streamline their messaging to get the key points they wish to communicate with their audiences. So if I were you, I'd stay tuned. So Erin, so I'm really curious to know a little bit more depth and detail uh, regarding your role at Reach uh, a uh, Village. Um, just maybe break it down for me in terms of what your day-to-day duties, responsibilities look like.
0: Sure. Well, I'm really responsible for all of our you know, fundraising and communications. So really anything that you see with our name or logo on it, I've had my hand on. So if you're looking at our website, our Facebook page, and of course I do all of our general communications, any print pieces, promotional materials, mm. appeal letters, uh, of course we do Reach a Village emails. All of that I have my hand on. So even, you know, the overall messaging and branding, that all falls on uh, under my responsibilities.
1: Under your radar. Fantastic. And you're doing a fabulous job, I must say. So when you're putting together content, um, what are the key elements that you're looking to bring to the table in terms of the brand for Reach
0: Village? Well, I think Reach Village is really unique and it's different than kind of a, a traditional great commission ministry and that we really work closely with the local believers. And that I think is so critical in so many ways. It's really a, a paradigm shift in some ways. kind yeah. Of our traditional, you know, Western missionaries really taking on what has been built in the past by missionaries by working with local people who are called, uh, committed, and highly competent to to really help pe- reach more people in a in a faster way and really more efficient way. I love to really tell that story because I feel like it's important to tell, really to fulfill the Great Commission. And then, of course, sharing those compelling testimonies of how God is at work. And so I really try to stick to kind of the core Reach a Village messages of, you know, working with the local people, empowering them, equipping them with scripture materials, and really to go through that whole full cycle of, starting with evangelism of sharing who Jesus is with people who don't know at all, but then even engaging them in Bible study so they're learning about Jesus, learning about God's Word, and then going all the way to starting new churches where people can continue to grow in the faith for the rest of their lives, but also continue to reach out with the gospel towards other unreached people in communities in the area. Mm -hmm. I'm
1: going to put you on the spot here a little bit because storytelling is my thing i i think it's just a marvelous thing and i believe jesus was one of the greatest storytellers on the earth at the time when he used parables wouldn't he yeah to convey a message for smaller ministries in your opinion and even maybe uh missions as well what are some of the key approaches uh when it comes to messaging when it comes to branding when it comes to capturing the essence of your ministry what are some of the key elements and principles do you feel uh, we should bring to the table?
0: What I always like to talk about with Reach a Village is the distinctives. what makes us different than other missions organizations. I like to tell stories that really show the full scope of what we do, because I feel that is so important. Like I mentioned, we kind of do the A to Z in ministry, starting evangelism, discipleship, and long-term impact. And I feel like that is so important, especially as I share these stories with donors. I want them to understand that their gifts are truly making a difference in lives today, tomorrow, and years to come. And it could impact their family for generations. By introducing people to Jesus, having them engage in Bible study, this is how real change takes place. And you're exactly right, how we told the story and how we how we communicate is incredibly important in helping people understand not just what this ministry is about, but how the Lord is at work.
1: Absolutely. Let's go back to the beginning. At what stage did you feel and sense a call from God to pursue missions, ministry, and obviously the connection to a Village? How did that all come about?
0: It's really an important part of really my faith walk and Really into my career, I uh, I grew up in the church and uh, attended a Christian university. But really, during that first year as a as a freshman, I really realized I'm not living my life for the Lord. I'm a Christian in name only. I've not submitted my life and my will to the Lord. And so, of course, doing that <laughs> heavy soul, training, <laughs> I realized I have lots of gifts and talents that I want to use for the Lord. I want to see more people around the world know Him as their, know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior because I could see the difference that he was making in my life. And I wanted everyone to feel that too, everyone to know the power of the living God. And of course, I felt overwhelmed. I thought, Lord, there's so many needs. How can I really make an impact? You know, we need, there's medical needs around the world. There's needs for clean water. What do I do? I felt the Lord just imprinted on my heart that it starts with me. When you know Jesus, everything changes. Um, The verse from Luke 15, verse 10, it says that there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels over one sinner who repents. And to me, that shows the heart of God that God wants people to know Him. And I have struggled even personally, do I need to go to the mission field? But I felt like this is the way I can serve the Lord by engaging people here in America and what God is doing around the world. And I'm thankful that He's given me these opportunities in my career because not everybody does. Um, But I'm thankful that the Lord has called me to this and allowed me to serve Him in this way.
1: It's really, I think, uh, poignant in the sense that you can be local and still be global because from where you live in the U.S., you're impacting people, not just within North America, but essentially all around the
0: world. Right. Exactly.
1: Um, working in ministry, I think there is sometimes a bit of a facade, right, uh-huh. that can come with the position if you're in a very large ministry, a well-known uh, global ministry as well, that there's a particular uh, view that everything is all right. And uh, in the Lord, we know that when we do go through those tough times, and inevitably those tough times come, we can soar through because the Lord is the one who is in the boat with us. During seasons for you, and if you could perhaps share with us a particular time when your faith, for instance, perhaps wasn't as strong or there was some challenges going on, what were the scriptures you held on to so that you could be effective in your role in serving the Lord? How were you able, how were you able to maneuver through that particular season
0: of challenge? Yes. That is important. And you're exactly right. Even though we are in ministry, there are always going to be challenges. Sometimes it's a little bit easier, but sometimes there are times that are really hard and you really do need to seek the Lord. And you don't always know how things are going to pan out. A verse that has really spoke to my heart and encouraged me is uh, Hebrews 12, verse 2. That I'm just going to paraphrase it, that let Go for us it. fix our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith. I always think about fixing my eyes on Jesus, that he knows today, he knows tomorrow. And if my eyes are fixed on him, he's going to sort things out. And I mean, I'll tell you, of course, there are times when I have felt down in the dumps and... It's hard to know what to do, and your heart is as full of sadness, but I just keep my eyes fixed on him, that though there are struggles in this life, I have the ultimate hope in Jesus Christ, and he is my unshakable fortress, Amen. and I'm so thankful that, of course, we're going through a very difficult time in our world, but I know that my security is in Jesus Christ. And I just need to keep looking to him in all things.
1: Powerful. And I'm sure you've just ministered to somebody right now who's listening.
0: Can you give us one,
1: forgive me for the pun, unshakable testimony that encouraged you from a donor or perhaps it was somebody from the mission field who was working in the trenches with Reacher Village?
0: Yes. I am often just humbled to see what the Lord is doing. And I want to share just two brief stories with you.
1: Please.
0: One from the field and one from here. One is, the first one is from Myanmar. It was about uh, a young teenage girl um, living in the village with her parents. And suddenly they both became ill and had passed away. Was shuffled to her grandmother. And her grandmother died. And a neighbor took her and sold her. As a slave in another village, and as she you know began to do her work for this family, she was asked to go to the market and While she was there, you know making her purchases for the family, she came across one of our ministry partners. The ministry partner was a church planter who the Lord had felt called her to that village, and the girl was crying. And the church planter, you know, went, why are you crying? What's, you know, what's going on? And and she explained what had happened. She lost her parents. She lost her grandmother. Now she's been sold as a slave. Of course, the church planter was upset, but she prayed with her and encouraged her. And at that day, she wasn't able to do more beyond that. But as she went home, she prayed for this girl that she had met. And the Lord provided the church planter with the money to buy the girl out of slavery. So she went back and she bought the girl and she has took her home to live with her. And the girl has been thriving, doing well, and is in school. And I just thank the Lord because when we bring Jesus to a village, we are bringing the light of the world, the true hope that we all need. So I just thank God because we'll never know this side of heaven, the full impact of the ministry that's taking place. And that is just one of countless testimonies um, of how God is at work in lives around the world.
1: We'll be right back after this.
2: Wow. What an incredible testimony. Our verse for today is Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, looking away, From all that will distract us, and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief, and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who, for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him, endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. And now we're going to return to our interview as Aaron shares another amazing story with us. I am just
0: so blown away, like I said, of how God works around the world. But I also have to say how I have seen God at work in the lives of our donors is also truly humbling. And I often find myself just teary eyed by... <laughs> How God is at work, and this story I'm going to share with you is is from a donor. Um, just to respect her privacy, I'm just going to call her Sue. Yeah. And uh, Sue had started supporting our ministry in Thailand, and we hadn't been able to connect with her on the phone, but of course, you know, send her you know thank you notes and just try to let her know about the impact of her support. And so Sue had been giving for about a year, and she sent us an email explaining why she was giving to Thailand. She said she had found out the previous year that her husband of many years had been having an affair with a Thai woman, and she was completely devastated by that, that her husband had been lying, had been unfaithful. He had sold a business and was spending all of their money. It was a very, very difficult position that she was in. The uh, the pain that I could sense when I read her note was just overwhelming. And she said, as I was working through all of these feelings, I realized I cannot hate the Thai people. I need to love them. I prayed that God would lead me to a ministry that I could support and reach the people of Thailand. And we had sent her a note just telling her that she had helped to reach 50 Thai people. And she told us, after she'd read that note, that she wept. And I just thank God, because it was through her support of this ministry that she helped to find healing and reconciliation and forgiveness. And I could just, I mean, I could just cry. You know, that this is such a story of a person just making a donation. You know, it's not just a donation. This represents a mighty God at work in her life. Absolutely. And I just thank God that he is working in her life. And I see him even working in the lives of many of our donors. And I thank God that what he's doing in their lives and that we are all united in this ministry to proclaim the gospel to people around the world. I am honored and humbled to serve alongside our donors and those ministry partners around the world.
1: Incredible. And it is such a beautiful, refreshing reminder that we can all make a difference wherever we are. All the glory goes to God every single time. Absolutely precious. Uh, Just really priceless to hear as well. Kind of would like you to take a moment to share what's on your heart for this season, what you really feel the Lord has put upon the ministry, reach a village, or what you've really sensed is the leading of the Lord in this time for Christians around the world.
0: Certainly the COVID-19 pandemic has been a struggle in many ways and presented new challenges, but I do continue to be really inspired to see our ministry partners around the world continue to be creative in in reaching out. And it certainly looks different depending on where they are serving, but their passion always remains and the needs always remain. And one thing I love about our ministry is that by working with local people who share the same language, who share the same culture, the really really the impact that they can make for the kingdom is just tremendous. And even though things have certainly changed with COVID, we still have a tremendous need for for Bibles, for new believers, and there are still so many people yet to be reached. And Thank you. I guess yeah. in short, I'm just encouraged by what the Lord's doing, even in spite of a pandemic, and the ministry needs remain just as, as much as they ever did.
1: Indeed, indeed. And then on that note as well, because I'm sure this would resonate with somebody and, and, and strike a chord. Um, How can people learn more about the ministry, Reach a Village, connect with you, and support the ministry by way of prayer, by, by way of donations towards Bibles and food and, and, and sort of practical resources that I'm sure are required out there at this time?
0: Sure. The best place would, to start would be our website, reachavillage.org. And we have lots of wonderful information on there about the ministry, testimonies. And of course, our contact information is on there as well. And if someone would like to be in touch with me personally. Also, we do have our Reach a Village Facebook page. And we share prayer requests regularly and new testimonies there as well. Um, so those are probably the, the primary ways for our international listeners to get to know us more is through the Facebook page and our website.
1: And it is such a, a phenomenal work that's being done through your ministry and ministries like Reach a Village as well, where it, it is about using local people, equipping local people, empowering local people to go out and to spread the gospel of Jesus. As we are all been given the great commission to go ye into the world and to preach the gospel of good news. In our final minutes, be it seconds, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Closing piece of encouragement, final call of action, and then we'll say goodbye.
0: Sure. I think we have to always remember that there are still more people to be reached. It's easy for us to be in our own community, be in our own church, and just think it's a missionary's job to reach the lost. But we must remember always there are more unreached people in the world who have never heard the name of Jesus, and we cannot forget them. That they matter to God. And may the Lord help us to reach them all. May we continue to pray and support ministries that are committed to reaching these people and helping them to have a lifelong relationship with jesus and his church
1: god bless you Aaron, for conveying your vision and passion for reaching the lost with the gospel of god's redemption and grace well dear listeners i'll catch you and look forward to connecting with you same time same place next week virtually until we meet again I would love to leave you with a call to action and a little challenge, especially if you are an introvert. As you're going about your daily business this week, why not share with somebody new what God has done for you within the last month or beyond? You see, you just don't know what people are going through. Even with a smile plastered on their faces. So be it in a queue, at a coffee shop, or you could be parking your car, waiting for a bus or a train. Wherever and however you stumble upon an individual this week, just share with them a word of hope, a word of encouragement. Plant that seed in that person's mind. Just as Aaron had mentioned to us, we've all been given the great commission to go ye into the world and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we have also been given the Great Commission, not just in the world, but on our streets, in our communities, right there in our neighbourhoods. So be mindful of that, that you could be the voice that somebody needs to hear that will bring about the gift and the miracle of salvation. In addition, we would be most grateful if you would share these great episodes of missions and ministries that are making an unshakable difference in the earth. Please share them on your platform, send them to friends who don't even know the Lord, and we will be amazed of how God will use the guests and their stories to plant a significant seed of hope in their hearts. Well, taking us out from today's podcast is Rachel Wee, your praise. And if you didn't catch Rachel's episode, you might want to check it out. It's uh, the episode title, The Heart of a Worshipper. Look forward to connecting with you again. Until then, God bless.
3: Your love is devoted. Like a ring of solid gold. Like a vow that is tested. Like a covenant of old Your love is enduring To the winter rain And beyond the horizon With mercy for today Faithful you have been Faithful you have been You pledge yourself to me and that's why I sing Your praise. So oh, ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise. So oh, ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise. Oh, ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise. So oh, ever be on my lips. You father the orphan Your kindness makes us whole And you shoulder our weakness And your strength becomes our own You're making me like you Clothing me in white Bringing beauty from ashes For you will have your bride Free of our her guilt and rid of all her shame And known by her true name And that's why I sing your praise will ever be on my lips Ever be on my lips Your praise will ever be on my lips Ever be on my lips Your praise will ever be on my lips on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. You will be praised, you will be praised with angels and saints. We sing. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips. Oh, your praise, ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will. Ever be on my lips. 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 lips. Till the day I die, I will forever see The day I meet you again, forever I will sing your praises. Your praises ever be on my lips.
2: Thank you for listening to Unshakable Stories, Unshakable Truths. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and grace us with a rate and a review. If you would like to feature on the show or you wish to recommend someone, please drop us a line Unshakable unshakablestories2020 at gmail.com or reach out to us online. We will connect with you again next week, same time, same place. Until then, God bless.